0: You're listening to Dan Issel and Louis Rebeau on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Dan and Louis.
2: And welcome back to the 11 o'clock hour of Issel and Louis. And this hour of the show is brought to you by Delta Dental of Kentucky. Whether you're looking for dental coverage for your employees or an individual or family policy, Delta Dental of Kentucky has you covered with a nationwide network of dentists. Plus, they offer Delta Vision, a comprehensive vision plan through VSP. Enrolling in a dental or vision plan is easy. You can call them at 1-800-955-2030, or you can visit them online at ky.deltadental.com.
0: A reminder here at ESPN Louisville, we are your home for a conference championship week presented by our friends at Kentucky Fish and Wildlife. Today, uh, we'll have that CAA championship, UNC Wilmington and Charleston at 645 all that is here on 680 And then the West Coast Championship, Gonzaga and St. Mary's on 680 So find that uh, uh, if you're driving around tonight. Make sure you check out those games. And, of course, we do have the Louisville game across the hall. 3 o'clock pregame, 4.30 play-by-play, 7 o'clock. Coors Light postgame show with Ethan Moore. All that on 93.9 and on the app. Dan, it's Tuesday. Yes. So it's a Raising Cane's Tuesday.
2: Oh, all right. Here we go. Here we go. (coughs) Hey, Thumbs, we need to get a little romantic music behind this read.
1: (coughs) I I can find some for next week.
0: No, you're going to find some right now, and I will do it when you find it.
1: Okay. All right.
0: So, uh, look at a bracketology here. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday. And... The the thing that stands out Excuse to me, me the most, besides you dying on me, by the way, I had a dream last night. Where like Dan visited me in a dream last night, and it was it made me very nervous that you were not gonna call in today. Really? Yeah. I'm wondering if that's part of the reason I have a headache because I just had this terrible dream that you were you were visiting me from beyond. <laughs> And I don't need to hear you call. Well, like that's that. a possibility. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a possibility. Oh, man. I had a dream last night about our show, too. Oh, I, See, um, I don't need to
0: hear this. This is terrible.
2: <laughs> no, Scott, Scott Hastings, who uh, uh, played at Arkansas, I think. Okay. No, yeah, at Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, he had a 10 year career. With as little talent as anybody that's ever played <laughs> in the NBA, he was with my he was with Miami when they were a brand new franchise. He was in Detroit, okay. and he was here in Denver, and he has become a popular radio talk show host here in Denver. Okay. Uh, he also does the color on the Nuggets television games. Uh-huh, yes. But I had a dream that they that he wanted me to be his partner on a radio show here in denver (laughs) but but to do it i had to give up this show
0: right so and you said yes absolutely (laughs) (laughs) would they pay you for that one uh i you
2: know that wasn't part of the dream (laughs) but but i wouldn't leave you louie for one reason okay i enjoy doing this show in my pajamas yeah i hear you and I and I'd have to get up and get take a shower and go into the studio. Yeah. So yeah. I'm right here, buddy.
0: He works with Chris Marlowe, right, on the Nuggets games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, is Chris good? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh,
2: he, uh, Chris Marlowe, uh, wasn't he? I think he was an outstanding beach volleyball or maybe college volleyball player.
0: He won a gold medal in the Olympic games in in volleyball in yeah. 1984. Yeah. Right?
2: No, they they do a good job. As Chris I said is before, though. Chris 71
0: now. Holy cow. Wow. He what? He's 71. Chris Marlowe's 71? 71 years old.
2: Oh, my goodness. Huh. I wouldn't have guessed that.
0: Yeah, he was born in 1951. He'll be 72 this year.
2: Um Sheesh. But as as I said before, the Nuggets and the Avalanche and Cronky Sports are in a, a big argument with uh, Comcast, the local uh, cable provider. And so you can't get the Nuggets games. Mm. You have to you have to pay for them. You have to stream them, or something else. I don't know. Oh, get Dish or right? Because Dish is headquartered here in Denver. So anyway, <laughs> so uh, he, he, uh, I'm not paying. Believe me, I don't. <laughs> I ain't paying to watch the Nuggets play. So do you know, I don't see I don't see many games anymore.
0: Do you know who the first Christopher Marlowe was?
2: Uh he he was in some um he, he was uh a, a detective wasn't he
0: No he was a he was a writer in the Elizabethan era he was a contemporary um or excuse me he was before Shakespeare and there's a huge belief that he was the biggest influence on William Shakespeare Hmm yeah There you go Do we have music Okay all right play the music <laughs> It's Tuesday, everybody. So thanks to Raising Cane's and their team for bringing by lunch to the ESPN Louisville studios today. It's perfect for lunch, dinner, or your next game watch party. At Raising Cane's, every chicken finger served is hand-battered and cooked to order just for you. No wonder they were voted number one most craveable chicken in the U.S. According to Technomic, One Love, multiple area locations, order online at com. <laughs> that music was good. That was perfect. Good job. That
1: was
2: perfect. Good job out of you. <laughs> hey, hey, oh, Louie, I just got a text from my man Lister.
0: Oh, yeah. What's playing up to? Uh, yeah. Um, hunting elephants or what?
2: Uh, no. No. He's cleaning up all the downed trees on his farm. Oh, yeah. Right. But um, I think it would be fair to say that Wayne is not the biggest booster in the Calipari camp. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fair. So here here is the entirety
0: of his text. I love that Wayne just doesn't know that you're on air right now. Like no, just doesn't care. No,
2: yeah, he right. Care. <laughs> doesn't know and doesn't care. Here, here is his text. Quickly. 38. Mac Max 32. Booker 43. Towns 36, <laughs> Monk 42. That, that's, the whole, that's the
0: whole text. <laughs> I, that is the criticism that I understand the most. You got those dudes and you're not getting to Final Fours. I, no, that's the one I understand the most.
2: You know what was really funny when I was reading uh, this morning? Uh, Antonio Reeves was the uh, co-sixth man of the year. Yeah. Do you know who has won? Uh, several people have won the sixth man of the year at, at Kentucky. One of them is Devin Booker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet that's not too high on, on his resume list. Let's see. All pro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Massive contract. Yeah, right. Future Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. And six man in the SEC. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I love it. And the the text ends with all this week. (laughs) So all all, all of those former Kentucky players scored scored those points this week.
0: (laughs) All right. So I have an idea for the Pac-12. Okay. They go back to being the Pac-10 and here's the schools you keep the washington schools the oregon schools the bay area schools the arizona schools and the utah schools and you add byu
2: and you add who byu byus already gone to the to the big 12 are they is that done done well i think so and <sighs> that was the question i was going to ask yeah. you because they're talking now. I mean, the pack. The pack. I mean, they're talking to like in,
0: San Diego State and SMU. That's
2: garbage. yeah. Pack I mean, twelve is in big trouble. Big time. Uh, they just lost the biggest television market in their conference.
0: Oh, the BYU they, they, is this summer. Oh my gosh, you're right.
2: Ugh. they just lost the two biggest brands in their conference.
0: Oh, no question. Their
2: their their games. Their night games come on when the East Coast is asleep. And so they they're in big trouble. And and I, and there's been some talk um and you have it on the show sheet that the Pac-12 is now talking to Colorado, Utah, Arizona and Arizona State, right. the four corners
0: yep. schools. Yep.
2: Have you ever been to the four corners like? Man, that's
0: a good question and the answer is no. Um Do you know what the four corners
2: is, Thumbs?
1: Yes, it's at the square. Yep. And you get if you're in the right spot, you can stand in all four states at once.
2: You can put you can put your two feet in in two states and your two hands in two other states. Is
0: it Arizona, Utah, Colorado, and New Mexico?
2: Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. You got it. But uh but so my question is, Louie, <clears throat> did the did the Big 12 jump too soon? After they lost Texas and Oklahoma, did they jump too soon adding BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and Central Florida? Wouldn't you rather have those other four schools
0: I just mentioned? Wow, good question. Um, no, I think adding BYU is always a winner. I, I think people don't understand. the. They have a almost... They're, they're like Notre Dame Jr. as far as their national reach.
2: Yeah, no, it's uh, the it's Catholics f- following Notre Dame right. and the Mormons following it's astonishing. BYU. I mean, like
0: if you if you look to change TV packages, for example, the BYU network is almost always part of it, no matter where you live in the country. It's incredible. And so, my no, I think BYU as a name is great for your conference. Um, it's the would you rather have the Arizona schools than Central Florida and Cincinnati question. And the answer is yes. Yeah, um, no question. Like no question. Phoenix is a massive city. I think people don't know, and you know, as a recruiting base and different things, like that would be really, really tremendous. Obviously, Texas is already in the Big Twelve uh, as a state geographically, but what, um, Colorado or Central Florida? I think they're about the same right now.
2: Right now, I, I would I would agree with you, but I think I think. And maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid here, but I think in a couple of years, I I think Prime's going to do something special in Colorado. I really do.
0: I also don't know the Ohio market market's of a Cincinnati. So do you well, just get Cincinnati? going to be behind Ohio State, obviously. Always. But do you get Columbus? Do you get Cleveland as part of a package there? Does, is there a Big Twelve network station in in Cleveland? I just don't know the answer to that. And so Cincinnati might be interesting. Central Florida to me, just when you start to get into directional schools, like a San Diego State is is an urban school, but it feels like a directional school to me. Um, what was the other one? San Diego State. Help me out, Dan. They were talking to San Diego State and who? Um, no, oh,
2: no, uh, Houston. Arizona and Arizona State.
0: Uh, no, but they're – they have not reached a oh, consensus about Pac, Pac 12. twelve. San Diego yeah. State and SMU. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. And I get SMUs in Dallas. I understand that. But woof. Um I, I, know, think-
2: I that's what I say. They're in trouble. <sighs> they're they're in trouble. And the fact the fact that some of these con now nobody's gonna come close to what the Big Ten and the SEC are making. But I would think I would think you add those four schools, the four corner schools, to the Pac twelve. I think their TV to the big deals, 12 to the Big 12. Is gonna, yeah, Big 12. Yeah. I, I think their TV deal is going to be a lot more attractive than the Pac-12.
0: So let me get back to that part of the article here. Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. Uh what's the biggest what's the biggest name in that group to you? Uh Arizona. Okay. All right, okay. Yeah, cuz not not none of them is good at everything, right? Right, <laughs> like Utah's very good at football. I haven't heard Utah basketball in a long time. Right, Hanomana ain't walking through that door. There's a poll, Avery. You know what you know about Umlauts and Utah youth basketball? Nothing. You know nothing. What was their super heavy coach's name? What was his name? Uh, that wasn't Majerus, was it? Yeah, it was okay. Rick Majerus. Yeah. Yeah, Rick Majerus. Um yeah. ended up coaching in St. Louis. But uh, those schools. Hmm. Let's see here. Arizona State. <laughs> I've been there. That's a. Just for visual purposes, Dan. That's a very nice campus. Tempe? Uh, I'm not talking about Tempe. I'm talking about people. Oh, yeah. 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 Arizona State. Um, yep. Yep. That, that's, that's a good one. Athens, Georgia is a good one.
2: God bless those people <laughs> in many ways. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I imagine the girls in Boulder, less um Utah you know what you're getting. Um. <laughs> all I know is
2: is bench
0: Benjamin tells me
2: the girls in Boulder are head and shoulders above the ones in Hawaii, so
0: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound good. The um the funniest um the funny one of the greatest lines in in uh the show called The Simpsons is apparently heaven's easier to get into than Arizona state. It's one of my favorite lines. Um Everybody has that team in their conference that they make the joke about but um I, yeah I don't know what what would you rather have a a really strong 18 team pack 12 that looks like Washington schools Oregon schools Bay Area schools and then like the areas and then the Arizona schools or would you rather have a Big 12 that expands out and gets the four corner schools uh I'd rather have a
2: Big 12 uh with the four corner schools okay I'm trying to think how that would because then like then out. Kansas Kansas's fight song makes more <laughs> sense because the Buffs are once again in their conference.
0: <laughs> so that would add. Um, so currently, the Big Twelve, of course, uh, is as east as West Virginia has a team in Iowa, uh, uh, two teams in Kansas, one in going forward, one in Oklahoma, and then oh. Uh, Three. they'll have three in Texas and yeah. then, and then they'll add two in Arizona in that scenario one in Utah one in Colorado okay just need to get a little new I,
2: I still uh, I think you'd rather you'd much rather have those four schools and maybe you have all eight of them I, I, I guess if you've got a done deal with Cincinnati Houston uh, Central Florida and BYU so then it's
0: four in Texas you're right and then yeah. a team in Ohio and a team in Florida that's a pretty strong geographic conference actually yeah it's just that you're not getting the top one or two
2: schools. So how many, how many would that be if they added the four corner schools? Texas, there's 14 right now. Four, Texas eight, and 10. Oklahoma leave and make a 12. Four more, 16. That's doable.
0: So it's Cincinnati, West Virginia, Central Florida, Iowa State, the two Kansas schools, that's six. Oklahoma State, seven. Four teams in Texas is 11, and then the four corner schools would be 15. What am I missing?
2: BYU.
0: BYU. 16. Yeah. Do you think Utah wants to be in the same conference as BYU? Is there a political I think they'd love it. Okay, okay.
2: I think they'd love it.
0: They wouldn't have to schedule it anymore? It would just be on the schedule?
2: Yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: That's 16, and that's a... All the jokes about the Big Ten being spread out would have to stop. (laughs) So if you got Central Florida and BYU in the same conference, you need to shut up. Yeah. 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 I mean, already, I mean, come on. Texas Tech and West Virginia being in the same conference. I mean... What are we doing? You know. <laughs> I am looking forward to those Rutgers UCLA baseball games, though. It's going to be good. A little field hockey between <laughs> USC and Penn State. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. I, at some point, Dan, does this all collapse and we go back to sport-specific conferences? Like, hockey has sport, is a sport-specific conference. And I don't know why field hockey isn't, for example, or volleyball, or um, whatever, because there's no reason for Miami, Florida, to play Boston College in volleyball. There's no
2: reason. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that happens at, at some point as, as these as these conferences get spread out for, further and further. As you just said, the Big Ten goes coast to coast, Rutgers to UCLA. Uh, if, if they would add, if, if the Big 12 would add uh, the four corner schools, it would go from Morgantown, West Virginia, to Salt Lake City. Right. As these conferences get more and more spread out, I think you'll see that happening in all sports except for football and basketball.
0: Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I think that's reasonable because that's just – that's what makes money. That's what draws eyeballs. And eventually – I mean, I I liked – I remember when I was in college, uh, Michigan State played hockey in something called the Central Collegiate Hockey Association. And it was like the three northern peninsula schools and then (laughs) upper peninsula schools and then uh, Bowling Green, Miami, Ohio, University of Illinois, Chicago, all this kind of stuff. And and like Ferris State and Western and all this stuff. And when you went to those campuses, man, it was wild. Yeah, because the Big Ten school was playing hockey against you. And it was I mean, it was crazy. We'd go on the road to those games and it was insane. Very fun. So I, I just I think that's much more attractive than what they're they're proposing here.
2: Let let me ask you this, Louie. Going forward, uh, and let's just take it from a football school perspective. Okay. No, 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 no. Let's do football and basketball. From a football and basketball perspective, would you rather be in the ACC or the (sighs) Pac-12? ACC.
0: Let me ask you a question. Yes. They're adding four schools to the Big 12. Yep. BYU, Central Florida, Cincinnati, Houston. Which has the largest enrollment? BYU. Central Florida has 72,000 students on campus. Wow. BYU is what? the smallest of these schools with <laughs> 35,000 students on campus. How so big is Cincinnati? 48,000. 1000 students attend the university. You're of kidding. And 47,000 attend the University of Houston. What in the actual hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> My god. Oh man. All right, I'm going to mention a school and you tell me if they have ever been a member of the Big 12. Air Force. The Big 12? Big 12. Or the Big 8, uh, I guess, or some version of the Big 12. No. Yes. Alabama. No. Yes. Um, And this is why Air Force wrestles in the Big 12. Alabama's women's rowing team rows in the Big 12. Well, that's not fair. You know, it's kind of like, I think, uh, um, uh, oh, man. uh, Oh, what's the school in in, uh, Baltimore? Uh, Johns Hopkins plays uh, lacrosse in the Big 10. (laughs) <laughs> Once Maryland joined, they, they followed Maryland into the Big Ten for lacrosse, which is pretty funny. Northern Iowa uh, wrestles in the, uh, in the Big 12. This is a very funny list, actually. Missouri still wrestles in the, in the Big 12 because the SEC doesn't have wrestling. It's yeah. interesting what the SEC doesn't have. It doesn't have men's soccer. It doesn't have wrestling. Isn't that weird?
2: No, it's, it's Title IX. Uh, okay, or is
0: it just cultural see, too? I mean, do people not? See, I mean, that is, was is wrestling a, mistake not a sport? They game? made
2: with Title Nine.
0: Um, they assumed. I hope we got that clean. I hope we got that clean. Out of context, that sounds terrible. Go ahead, Dan. We're, no, it's it's.
2: Um, I I agree with that. I I think that I think there ought to be as much uh, on women's sports as men's sports. The mistake they made, Louis, was when Title Nine came into play. They assumed that. That schools would just add, yes, right, just women's keep sports. Right. And what a lot of them did, like Colorado, has no baseball program. Right. The reason that you, that CU has no baseball program is to make Title IX equitable. I think Minnesota so, doesn't. What have- I'm saying is they thought that Title IX would increase the number of women's sports when what it did at a lot of schools was decrease the number of men's sports. Mm. That's what I'm saying.
0: Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, such a weird time for the realignment stuff and who the new bedfellows are is very interesting, so... It's all about the money. BYU and Central Florida in the same conference with West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> and see,
2: and that's why the ACC is in such trouble, because their TV deal goes on forever. Yeah. And I'm sure at the time they thought, wow, we've just hit the gold mine. And, and then and then the Big Ten and the SEC get $100 million at school.
0: Did you see what happened yesterday for the last time or no it was Saturday Saturday for the uh it'll be the last one and it breaks a 44 year streak. It was the last Big 10 game broadcast on ESPN.
2: Oh my goodness. No. How about that.
0: So yeah, it was Big a regular Big Ten's
2: going game. to CBS, is that right?
0: At Fox, a lot of Fox, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. NBC, remember they're doing the uh kind of like a doubleheader with Notre Dame. So um I, the Big 10 deal is it they're going it's so it's a ton of money, and they're going to get a ton of eyeballs. I mean, it's it's really remarkable because they're going to yeah. be they're going to have that uh, that SEC three o'clock game, and then it's going to be sandwiched by Big Ten games, and then the Notre Dame game, the lead in game, is going to be a Big Ten game. I mean, I, I think I I think programming wise, it's just a brilliant move. So that guy got well, that. And, Kevin and, Warren and, gets that deal, and he goes straight to the Bears the president. Just, just dives out of it. So God the, bless you. Uh, and the winner.
2: Is us. The winner is a sports fan. Totally agree. Yeah. But you just wonder how long are we going to have the Golden Goose? Because as part of that article that you were just alluding to uh, that uh, about the Big 12 and the Pac-12 realignment, uh, some of the people and I think Disney was the one that was quoted. Some of the people are starting to back away from this stuff. And, uh, and at, at some point...
0: Well, we talked about it last week with uh, with Pac-12 considering like an Apple deal streaming or something, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. At some point, people are going to start backing away from these deals because it just it, it, it just can't make sense. Yeah.
0: All right, well, it's time for True Crime Tuesday, so we'll head to break. A reminder today, Louisville baseball is on 970 for a 3 o'clock first pitch because Louisville basketball is on 93.9 today. First uh, tip uh, with them is at 430. Uh, Paul Rogers, Jody Demling got you there as well. Um, I don't have an update from Nick today, is but Bob is supposed to be discharged today. Um, which is that's uh, great which is news. Unbelievable news since uh they got in there that it was worse than they thought on Friday and uh, heading home on Tuesday, so that would be uh, That's really great, great news. So yeah, again, baseball, three o'clock at nine seventy on uh, our friends over there. And then uh basketball will be on ninety so make sure you check out both of those. And Dan, guess what? Guess what? what? The, boy, the boys in purple are back. All right. <laughs> Soccer. 681-057, your flagship for Louisville City FC. They are on the road this weekend at Orange County SC, one of the top teams in the West last year. Pre-game coverage, Jeff Milby. Casey Whitfield, Saturday around 945, kickoff at 10, right here on ESPN 681 Get that
2: app, and like me, you'll never miss Another soccer game.
0: And on the ESPN Louisville app, and it it's also my birthday, so I'm sure I will be watching you on Saturday. There you go. Saturday's your birthday? How about that? Oh, that's terrific. There you go. Get even older. How about that? Um, <laughs> Red Hot Roasters, they're going to sponsor something next. Welcome back to Dan Issel and Louis Rebeau on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Dan and Louie. All right, welcome back in. Final segment here on a Tuesday on Issel and Louis, taking you up until noon here on ESPN 680 105.7. Of course, V-Show follows us, and then you will get first replay. Sweezy and Street will take you until 6 o'clock, 7 to 6. Local programming Monday through Friday with us here at ESPN Louisville. <clears throat> We are your home for conference championship week, and our friends at Kentucky Fish and Wildlife presenting all of that, again, CAA championship tonight at 645 and the West Coast championship at 9. But let's let's also remind uh, everyone that the ultimate, penultimate, anti-penultimate game of the Louisville season is today, 3 o'clock pregame, 4.30, network uh, play-by-play at 4.30, and then 7 o'clock postgame with our guy Ethan Moore. As well, second hour of the show brought to you by our friends at Delta Dental and Delta Dental of Kentucky KY.Deltadental.com. But our new segment here, new segment, good Lord, segment now, is True Crime Tuesday. And we're going to go to Avery Dill for that one. Of course, we want to mention our friends over at Red Hot Roasters. I was there today, four cars on the drive through. So this is obviously working. And um, maybe five at that time. A um, quarter of Lexington and Payne for the drive through available at over 150 Kroger stores in the old coffee cans. RedHotRoasters.com, order two cans, get free shipping. If you are down at the uh, state fairgrounds, they are also the coffee provider down there. So lots of places to get RedHotRoasters, RedHotRoasters.com. I hear the music, take it away.
1: All right. So like I said earlier, I have motives for picking this particular case, and it's because Scream 6 comes out on Friday. I'm not seeing it this weekend. I will be seeing it next weekend. But I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so this is the screen murder of Cassie Jo Stoddard. Um, so good. It's literally based off of the movies. Okay. Um, so this happened September 22nd, 2006 in Pocatello, Idaho. Damn right. Oh, did I say that right? No,
2: Pocatello. Yes, you did. Oh,
1: look at me. I can speak English a little bit. All right. So, Cassie, she was 16 when she was going to house it for her aunt and uncle like a good niece does. And she was also watching after their pets. And I have questions about the pets afterwards. Okay. Um, and so, she's home all alone. The house. Oh, pet
0: question on a Tuesday. I like. It. Yes,
1: I do. Okay. Um, she's at the house all alone in the middle of nowhere. So, that can be a little sketchy even though like she knows the house and everything. So she invites her boyfriend Matt Beckham to come, like, hang out for a little bit, just to keep her company as well. And then their two friends, a little while later, Brian Draper and Tori A. I'm not even going to attempt his okay. last name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they also showed up, and all four decided they were going to watch Kill Bill do, Volume do, Two. Do. So Brian and Tori they then then decide to leave during the movie to go to the movie theaters. Or at least that's what they're saying they're gonna do. Like, what? You're leaving a movie to go see another movie? Okay, that that's odd. Um, and in the process of them leaving, uh, they actually unlock the back door secretly so that Ooh. neither Matt or Cassie know. Right. Um, and this door it leads directly to the basement. So a little while later, they show up. They park their car. A little ways down, Matt's still at the house. Yep. Um, and they sneak in. They're in all dark clothing. They got a white mask on. Very scream-esque.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Um, and they sneak in through that unlocked door into the basement. They're making tons of noise to freak them out in hopes that both Cassie and Matt are going to go downstairs, or at least one of them, and, like, terrorize them, you know? Because that's what we do with our friends. We terrorize our friends. And so,
0: yeah, yeah. sure. Of course. Yeah. Who hasn't? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like, so one of the dogs, (laughs) such a good dog. Okay. This dog's on high alert. He's standing at the basement door growling constantly and it's putting Cassie on edge. Good job. You listen to the dog. If your dog says no, there's probably a reason for it. Um, And so Matt's like, okay, I'm going to call my mom, see if I can stay at the house for the night. Just make sure you're safe. Make sure you're comfortable. Such a good boyfriend.
2: Yeah, right, Matt. (laughs) We know what you had in mind, buddy.
1: Yeah, his mom said no. (laughs) Uh, But she did offer to take Cassie um, when she would go to pick him up later. However, Cassie felt um, super responsible watching after the animals in the house. I mean, I get it. Like, there's crazy noises happening. You want to make sure everything's okay. Um, so around ten thirty, Matt's mom shows up. She picks him up, mm. and they leave. Um, and on the way home, Matt decides he's gonna call up Tori. Mm. And Tori's just like super quietly whispering to where he just can't. Like, it's almost inaudible. Mm. So he's like, "Oh, he must still be at the theaters watching some movie." I mean, that's a reasonable thought. That's that's what you were told they were gonna go do. Sure. Um. So he, he passed off the weird, the weirdness of this phone call. Mm. Um. And so Brian and Tori, after Matt leave, they're like, yes, she is alone. Yep. We're gonna terrorize her even more because this isn't. I'm telling you, we do not treat our friends like this. <laughs> Um, And so So they cut the breaker. Yes. They keep cutting off the power and they turn it back on in hopes that Cassie would go down there and figure it out. Try and like see if she knows what's going on. Um, However, she's just like, no, I'm going to stay on the couch. Um, And the guys, they grow tired of waiting for her. So they start making their way upstairs, and it's a pretty large basement by the sounds of it, okay. because they're slamming doors all the way up the stairs. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, and the dog at this point not like even less of a fan of what's going downstairs. Mm. Good dog, love the dog. And the guys here's the against, gruesome
0: part, by the way, people.
1: Yes, they get in. This is so awkward having people walking at this point. Um, yeah, there's
0: not 10,000 people as new right now or anything. Yeah, you're
1: I, I know, but normally people don't come <laughs> walking under in during this segment. <laughs> uh, so the guys they get in through the door. Cassie's asleep on the couch, yep. and they stab her 30 times, 12 of which are considered fatal. Ugh. So what I, happened I, I to the I dog? I have a question. Yes. wouldn't
2: only one stabbing be fatal?
0: Potentially fatal is the the term used in the in the report. Yes. So, twelve different of those stab wounds could have been fatal. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I I want to know what happened to this dog because everywhere I looked, yeah, there was no, there they, was nothing. Did they about convince the dog.
0: the dog to come downstairs and like lock the dog in the basement? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I, that's kind of what. What I happened I to the dog? Yeah. So two days later, well, no. So of course, Cassie's murder completely premeditated. Um, it turns out that Brian and Tori had been creating videos documenting their murderous plans. They got a death list, and the day before, in one of the videos, they say, "We found our victim." Is
0: and the stuff- greatest death list ever in the movie Billy Madison, with the, with the character that that Adam Sandler calls, I think it's Steve Buscemi, and he's like putting lipstick on, and he decides to cross off. Adam Sandler's character from the Death List. You 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 haven't seen that movie. I you haven't saw seen bits
1: and pieces of it.
0: <sighs> Keep talking.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they get to trial.
1: Yes. Yeah, so they get to trial and it's realized that where am I? I am also lost. Uh, okay.
0: So they get arrested. They yes, charge him with first they get degree murder
1: because they Matt, find all of this. Matt they... announces everything to the cops. Like right. goes over all the weird things that happened that night, and they're like, "Okay, we got to go look into these two dudes." Right. Um, and so they first question Tori, and he he can't recall this, like whatever the plot is from this movie that they saw literally two days earlier. Yep. Which is kind of odd. Like, if you saw a movie two days earlier, you know what it is. You know what happened. You probably have the pay stub or some sort of receipt that you were there. And they just don't have any of this. Right? Y'all did not think that through. You are dumb. <laughs> um, and so then they question Bri- Brian. Yes, that's the other guy. And Brian, he's. He's trying to say that, like, he didn't do anything. He wasn't involved. However, on one of the tapes, he, you literally hear him confessing. Right. Saying yep. that he did stab her. Um, like, he, but he was in the room. He stayed away. That's what he's claiming. And eventually, it just catches up with them. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go show you where everything is. So he leads them to the knives, the mask, latex gloves. And the videotapes. Yeah. Like, at least Brian was somewhat telling the truth. That That's the only good thing about that. Okay. So they were arrested September 27th. So these cops are working very quickly. Um, and then later, on April 17th, well, the following year, both Brian and Tori are found guilty of first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Um, Brian got that verdict April 17th, 2007, and Tori got it June 8th of 2007. Mm. So, like, they're working really quickly. And then in August, they both received life sentences without the possibility of parole, plus 30 years to life. So we got confident juries. We got a confident judge. I'm here for it. And they're both at Idaho State Correctional Institution. And they're just trying to appeal because they find it like their sentencing is like going against cruel and unusual punishment. Mm. You murdered your best friend. How is like what what is yeah. like considered nice and usual punishment for that?
2: <laughs> Good luck with that one.
1: Exactly. All of their appeals have been denied at this point. So, we have competent judges all over. Mm. They're still locked up to this day. Mm.
0: All right. Well, there you go. Even the even the Ninth Circuit, which I am sure Dan doesn't like, uh, has denied their appeal. So there you go. That's a good. That's a good judicial joke, by the way, that I just made that neither of you understands. <laughs> no, I oh, understand completely. Okay, okay. It okay. Completely. <laughs> okay, okay. I, the most
2: liberal, the most liberal court in the nation. I get it. I get it. Good job, Avery. All right. There you go. Thanks. Oh. If
1: y'all are going to go see the movie next weekend and hear a psychopath laughing throughout the entire thing, mind your business because that psychopath is probably me.
0: Avery will be sitting alone. Uh.
1: Yeah, I'm, g- I'm going to try to like stuff my face with food yeah. so that I come off as a normal person watching a scary movie.
0: It's the food making me giggle. Yeah, right.
1: Y- yeah, all right, totally. Well,
0: thank you to our friends, Red Hot Roasters, Corner of Lexington and Payne for the drive through, and then uh, at the Kentucky State Fairgrounds, and of course in the Kentucky Proud section at all of the Kroger stores around here, and RedHotRoasters.com, order two cans get free shipping, so we thank them. I did a nice, um, did nice, uh, dark roast today. So, um, <laughs> um uh, texter Red Hot Roasters definitely got a bargain. This is easily the best uh, show segment of the week. Way to go, Avery! Coming down the oh, text line. There you go. Thank All right, you. there you go. Um, we, we've we've tried to rank segments on this show, so l- 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 we you know, know what? where
1: that one lands. Let's
0: do that right now. All right. So on Monday we have the more we have the moron. On Tuesday, we have True Crime Tuesday. On Wednesday, we have bologna or salami. We have Ben Roberts. We have Jay. And then we have Picks Without Pat on Friday. Wow, I did that really quickly off the top of my head. You did. Uh, Yeah, wow. You nailed them all. (laughs) Okay. So we have one, two, three, four. We have six segments that we do every single week. Dan, do you have a favorite?
2: Well, I like bologna and salami. Or salami. I also like Monday Morning Moron because uh, I love uh, Nate and Emily at, at Buckler Farm.
0: Okay, all right, fair enough. All right, and, and I, I don't. But you know also you like. Call. You...
2: I mean, Jay Jay is excellent. I mean, he right. he's the most knowledgeable sports guy I know. Okay. And Ben, of course, is terrific. Right. But I don't know if you can compare them with. The, the other segments okay. we I have. will
0: take them off the list then, so we have four. Moron, True Crime Tuesday, Bologna or Salami, and then Picks Without Pat. Is Picks Without Pat our fourth favorite? Yes. Okay. Yes, right. I agree. Okay. Um, it's number one for me. Um, and then uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will say, I love the open. Yeah,
0: it's, it's very good. Yeah. yeah. What about Pat's doing? Besides Dieter being stunned that he has a great looking girlfriend, which is not stunning. It's, like, it's
1: Pat that, that would be expected I, I like, agree with Pat you. is a good looking guy <laughs>
0: And he's Super put together And a nice guy too Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, Alright What so-
2: would be stunning Is if we find out that Crean has a, a Terrific looking girlfriend <laughs> That That one would be stunning <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright give us Is bologna or salami better? Um, Someone say Don't forget the handicap That's that's uh, Picks Without Pat uh, we, We're kind of lumping those together Um Bologna or salami or the moron Dan? What would you put in first place?
2: Uh, I'm going to go bologna or salami. Okay, and then I think I think Avery does a terrific job coming up with those.
0: Okay, oh thanks. And then uh, so True Crime Tuesday gets a third place vote for you. Yes. All right. Uh, Jay is the best part of the show coming down on the text line. How about that? I like that. Um, uh, You know what's funny? I I just started having Jay on because I had three hours to fill when I was sitting in for Bob last year, and it just worked. Because biscuit Yo, was on, he's really good. Biscuit was on, and they would talk like top five lists and shoes. And I could ask Jay questions about anything. And then I was like, you know what? Hey, Dad, do you want to meet my friend Jay? And You were like, yeah. I don't. If I don't have to talk for a half hour, sure. And um, and so yeah, that's where we're at. them, Avery, go. Hmm. Oh please.
1: <laughs> well, you see, I'm demented.
2: Yeah. Well, you have to pick your own segment. I, I do.
1: I would probably do True Crime Tuesday, moron. Bologna or Salami, and then Picks Without Pat.
0: Okay. So. Yeah. All right. So let me see which one got the, the best cumulative score here. Um, two, four, seven. Okay. So the, the official rankings by our votes. Bologna or Salami, number one. Moron, number two. True Crime Tuesday, number three. Picks Without Pat, number four. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's actually exactly what Dan voted for. Yes. <laughs> He's the Hall of Famer for a reason, people. There it is. Oh, man. Good stuff. I, you know what? No, we've settled into a nice rhythm with this show. I think we need to, um, you know, jazz up the segments once in a while, but I think we're doing a good job with the, with the segments every day, so that's good. Good. Yeah. Good. All right. All
2: right I've got, uh, before we have to go, oh, yeah, yeah. I want to get your prediction. Louisville, uh, Boston College on right. the matchup predictor on ESPN. Boston College 77, Louisville 23 percent, and Boston College is a
0: six-point
2: favorite. Where do you go, Lewis?
0: I would buy it to eight and a half. Uh, I think Boston College wins by double digits today. They are six and five in their last 11 conference games, and I think these—I do actually think first-year coach and whatever, they're— they're talking about winning two games to make sure that they get to the postseason. I absolutely mm. think they are. So I will take Boston College, and I think they cover the six. Okay, All right. All right. By the way, Avery's mom voting st- for Avery. Stunning on the show. On the text <laughs> I see. By, by, by the mom way, my and I
1: are the same person.
2: Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, um, so somebody was listening because Jerry Stackhouse was the Co-SEC Coach of the Year.
0: <laughs> listening to you for sure. Yeah.
2: Uh, and he he tied with Buzz Williams, the two best-dressed coaches in the <laughs> SEC, by the way.
0: The only dressed
2: coach. Do you like that? I, I don't like that. That I, I can understand during COVID they let them start wearing sweatsuits. But I think it's time to go back to the coat and ties.
0: I don't have an opinion about how coaches dress, except that I think managers wearing the player uniform in baseball is the dumbest thing we do. <laughs> i think one of my favorite of all time though was the uh the uh, the former caddy for tiger woods the australian guy who acted like he had no idea that uh, tiger woods was running around with five thousand women um didn't wear a shirt under his white jumpsuit for the masters and i always look i loved how like slightly trashy that look was (laughs) i thought that was great i don't know if people do that anymore now
2: I think he ought to have a little respect for the game. I th- I I'd, I'd like to see him go back to coat and ties. I I
0: I think it depends on what you have the players wear to the game. Now I imagine with Rupp you wore a tie to to the game, right?
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: Like like and expectations and a
2: Kentucky of... and a Kentucky blue blazer and gray slacks.
0: Yeah, right. And so. If that's the expectation, then yes, Coach Rupp should be dressed very well. Um, I'm always stunned when I see guys that are very – like they look great in suits. Like like when Jay Wright stopped wearing the suit, I like, what are you doing? You are you got the salt and pepper. You got the great skin. Like why are you not wearing – I, I just don't get it. I mean, I, I know why I don't look great in suits.
2: I get it. Yeah. But you you know, guys, the, it got Izzo's so Is one of bad. these guys,
0: man? I mean, I don't, he looks
2: – I don't know what they're doing. You, you, you were talking about the players who weren't dressed for the game. It got so bad that the NBA had to come out with a dress code. I remember that. Because guys, guys that weren't dressing for the games came and sat on the bench and looked like homeless people. <laughs> and so they had, they had to come out with a dress code. But um, I, I think they've relaxed that a little bit, seeing how some of these guys show up to the game. Right. and of course nowadays half the team is in street clothes so <laughs> all
0: right yesterday the get in price for the ACC tournament was five dollars what do you think it is today Avery Dill
1: three dollars
0: good guess Daniel
2: yeah I'm it certainly didn't go up <laughs> in the day of shame I'll say 450 two bucks
0: <laughs> hey anybody selling any huh <laughs> Two dollars, two dollar getting in price in Greensboro today. How about that?
2: Oh my! Goodness.
0: That is the day of shame, people.
2: Yep, yep. Well, at least we'll have something to watch this afternoon.
0: <laughs> so BC, I want to actually find the ACC tournament, um, uh, bracket so that I can see who BC plays next. Because the only uh, thing North I care, Carolina. About, oh, give me BC winning two games in this tournament. Let's go. You think they beat North Carolina? <laughs> I think I think North Carolina's due for an absolute thud end of their season. Oh wow. And I think North and I think BC could be that that thud.
2: Well if they lose if they lose to Louisville or BC, They're they done. definitely are going to the NIT. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would be the thud of thuds. Kind of rooting for the thud there. There you go.
2: Yeah, there you go. Well, I hear the music. That means we've come to the end. And uh, we'll be back again tomorrow.
0: And to see, UNC, they knock out of the tournament. (laughs) 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 Into my veins. Let's go.
2: (laughs) We'll be back again tomorrow. We'll talk all things Louisville basketball. Uh, We'll be here at 10. We hope that you are too. So uh, have a great day, everybody.